Now let's get some insights on the news shaping the markets in person. He is here. Kenny Polcari is with us, senior market strategist at Slate Stone Wealth. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure for me to come back to yeah, the New York right? Stock Exchange. Yeah, right, your home um, yeah. here. So tell me a little bit. Look, we got our Powell comments. Yeah. There was a lot of other stuff mixed into the soup in the last couple of days. Right. But the takeaway is higher for longer. That, well, the takeaway is not only higher for longer, but then the takeaway is, uh, are they even raising, going from 25 to 50 basis points at the March meeting, the May meeting, or the June meeting, right? Right. Any one of those, we could see a 50 basis point. And I think that's what, you know, gave the market a lot of its nervousness over Tuesday and Wednesday, for sure, because mm -hmm. he he clearly opened the door. Uh, and he allowed, while he tried yeah. to assure everyone that they haven't made a decision yet, he left the door open that if you know next week's CPI and tomorrow's NFP and next week's PPI come out and they're stronger, that right. you know he's reserving the right to go reverse course and go from 25 to 50. You know, here's the thing too: is that Fed funds futures popped. Right. And it's not until it's over 60 percent that are you likely to get what they're betting on, and now they're betting over 60 percent on 50 basis 70, points. Listen, right? on Monday it was a 30 percent chance. Today it's 78 percent that we're going to get 50 right. basis points on March 22nd. There you go. Which is interesting to me because I I thought you know a March move from 25 to 50 would scream of desperation and would scream of we're way behind the eight ball. Yeah. We got to catch up. Yeah. Um, but I think Jay Powell, basically, he, he did a good job of saying, look, we might have to do this. The market responded Tuesday. It was the worst day. Um, but look, the, the reaction wasn't even as negative as I suspected it could have been, right? We could have seen the market really, you know, lose 2 or 3% on news like that. And it didn't, which kind of gives me the sense that maybe um, investors are getting much more comfortable with the idea. They recognize inflation's out of control. All you have to do is go food shopping to right. recognize it's out of control. Right. Um, and so I think there's a there's a sense of calm, although that doesn't mean that we're not there's no bumps in the road ahead. I think there are. You know, here's the other thing too. Part of the beige book really showed some slowing. Right. I mean, it wasn't all um, you know the inflationary picture that we've been seeing. I mean, right. there were parts within the beige book. I had taken some notes yesterday, but um, just showing that it, it's. It's working. It, well, it, maybe it, it's slowly working, but it's working. Right, it, but it's not working fast enough in the areas of the of the economy that affect you and I. So right. again, it's food, it's healthcare, it's utilities, it's energy. Right. right. Those are those right. are the pieces that every day we go food shopping, or every day we fill up our car with gas. You're not buying a used car. You're not buying a house every day. So so it affects us more when it doesn't come down as fast. What do you think about the jobs report tomorrow? Why is it so important? I mean, obviously, you'll be watching for wage growth. I always like to look at the labor force participation rate because it makes me feel better when people have jobs. Right. Um, but, you know, what are we looking for? We've got more claims than expected today. Right. And the, the, the thing about tomorrow's number is going to be, are we going to get a surprise to the upside like we had last month? 517,000. Five, right, that was 300 more than what the expectation yeah, was. Yeah, Now, I don't suspect it's going to happen because I think last month, part of that was seasonal adjustments. I get yeah. it. Um, this month, yesterday's ADP report was stronger than what the estimate right. called for. So it suggests that maybe tomorrow we're going to get a slightly stronger number. But Jay Powell doesn't want to see that. He wants to see that number come in, right? Unemployment right. is it's expected to remain at 3.4%. Again, not what he wants to see. He wants to start to see it tick up. Um, yeah. and, and if he doesn't see that, that's going to give him kind of poetic license to go, you know what? We need to put a little bit more pressure and we need to go 50 basis points in March. And then that's when I think you'll see a little bit more consternation and uh, anxiousness in the market. How about this? Uh, you know, over at Challenger Gray and Christmas, I saw this this morning about layoffs. Yeah. And I was sort of surprised when I saw it. Now, I know the tech industry has had 
more layoffs but financial than we, services has than two. we can, can count. But in February alone, layoffs in the U.S. stood at 77,000 plus, more than five times higher than the 15,000, roughly, announced last year. Which where, is where you know where the, are these coming from? Com the bulk of the cuts are in technology, retail, financial. You mentioned financial, right? Financials, right? Because because yeah. you well, you know, at the end of the year, early in the new year, financials always go through that kind of cleaning house, right? But what's interesting is with that number, it's five times higher than it typically is. Right. It's yet to show up in the unemployment rate. So what's happening? These people are getting paid out, so they're not claiming yet, or they're not, you know, they're yeah. not they're not on those rolls yet. And that's what he needs to see. He needs to see unemployment start to tick up now. The, the scary part about it is there are some estimates that say unemployment has to go to 5% in order right. for him to come down, in order for inflation to come down to 2%, right? Larry Summers thinks it's got to go to 6% or greater in order that for it to happen. Right. Now, the other part of this is in my note a couple of days ago, and again this morning, I talked about maybe the Fed's going to redefine what the inflation rate target should be. Right now it's 2%. Oh, my but goodness. If they, if they change that, the credibility... Issue is going to be back on. And okay, on the so forefront. this morning in the Wall Street Journal is Janice Eberly, who was the Assistant Treasury Secretary under Obama, who's now a professor at the Kellogg School out at Northwestern, who's now the front runner for the second position, Leo Brainerd's position, right, which right. is vice chair. And guess what? She's been advocating for a redefinition of what the CPI should be, and it should be higher, not right. lower. So I suspect that we're going to see. If she gets in, oh I think the narrative is going to change oh and boy. that we're going to be looking at a 3% CBI time. All right, let's, uh, your advice to investors. What should they buy? What should they sell? What should they do? So, listen, I, I, the last thing you should do is panic and get, and get anxious, right? You, but you can. Let's be honest. There is an opportunity now to take some money if you're nervous and put it in short-duration treasuries. Six months, six months are yielding 5.25%, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're nervous over the next couple of months, and there are some people that are, you can do that. Otherwise, I'm taking full advantage in names that I already own that are that are coming under pressure just due to the chaos. Such not, as? Not be, well, listen, all the big names, because look, I'm also 61, so I'm in that camp where big, wonderful U.S. mega cap divvy stocks are good for me. So it's Amazon, it's Apple, it's Microsoft, it's IBM, it's J.P. Morgan, it's Bank America, it's Telephone, it's Verizon. Those are all right. names that I own. All names right. are not sexy and they're not all very exciting, but they'll offer stability. Now, in addition, you know, on the outside, if I want to add with uh, some technology, C3, which is symbol as AI, mm -hmm. uh, is a name that I like. Mm. Um, the cybersecurity yeah. names I like, right? CrowdStrike, uh, Palo Alto, because I think that's not going away either, cybersecurity. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the defense names, because I think that, I think that defense, not defensive, defense, right? So, defense, right? right, so Raytheon, General Dynamics, they're pulling back, so on a pullback, I would be adding, uh, me, yeah. adding more money to those, because I yeah. think defense is gonna be clearly become an issue as we move forward, if you're worried about China yeah. and you're worried about, you know, Russia and what's going to happen. Yeah, a good list. A good list there, Kenny Polcari. Well, I mean, as you said, the names you can count on. Right, but it reflects right. who I am, right? If I were right. 30, my list might look different. Yeah, you right? could pick more growth Right, but you'd be further out like the growth on the risk scale. Yeah, I get it. It's nice to see you. It's Thank always you for a pleasure. That. Thanks a for having me. And I love coming home. <laughs> yeah, nice to have you back. Kenny Polcari, senior market strategist, Slate Stonewell. Thanks for being here.